Hello, and welcome to The Scare Review. I'm Maggie Tilker. And I'm Sarah Mick. And today we're talking about the movie Halloween, which was written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill and directed by John Carpenter. And it was released October 25th, 1978. Perfect. So the synopsis of Halloween is... 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night 1963, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital and returns to the small town of Haddonfield to kill again. And in in case you didn't know, this is our Halloween episode. Woo! (laughs) And so we have a guest with us today. Guest and Halloween expert. You may remember him from our Jaws podcast, Levi Obery. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Yes. And Levi brought a drink and some snacks uh, for the podcast today. So would you like like to describe what the drink is today? Sure. It's just uh, rum and organic apple cider with nutmeg and cinnamon spices. It's good. Delicious. It's really good. It's dangerously delicious. (laughs) So what are we going to call this drink, Sarah, Levi? Hmm. Levi Levi already named it. Oh, yeah, Levi. He said the Strode. I think that's funny. I think it's funny. And then I added the Strode Realty. (laughs) (laughs) But that makes zero sense. (laughs) Maybe they're realtors and they're drinking on the job because it was the 70s. Or the Loomis. Oh, I thought Loomis would be such a good pet name. Okay, anyway. um, Yeah, let's get started. So I think we want to start with the credits for sure. And I bet we have a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah. (laughs) The piano. Oh, yeah. The font. (laughs) The titles, the pumpkin. So good. The slow pumpkin zoom. (gasps) The whole thing is just zooming in on a jack-o'-lantern. It's amazing. And Levi, what's the font? You know the font. Serif Gothic. So if you want to make a Halloween thing, use serif gothic. It's a great choice. Yeah, and the letters kind of glow like the light inside of a, a lit pumpkin, which is cool. And that do 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 I can't do it right, but so like now. yeah, such amazing. And so um, John Carpenter actually wrote that score as well. Yeah, he did the music also. So for the whole movie. Yes. Oh wow! Tell us what you said about how when he talks about the music. Um. I just remember from some of the behind the scenes stuff that he, that the score was done very, very quickly and it turned out to be one of the more iconic scores in movie history. Absolutely. That's funny. Okay. So, um, and then I noticed in the credits it said introducing Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie. So I thought that was very cool. Yeah. (laughs) Her first movie. Yeah. Okay. So then we are in Haddonfield, 1963, guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what do you have, Sarah? It's just kind of like a first person, like point of view, and we're walking around outside of a house and looking in the window, and there's some kids having sex or making out on the couch, and then they run and like go upstairs, and then um, we are we enter the house then mm-hmm. and walk into kind of a, sh- a shabby kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I said the house looks kind of crappy, like. Is it supposed to look crappy or were folks just not like not expected to live in such luxurious homes like they are today? I don't know. I think it was probably a set thing because it was like not a huge budget. Well, yeah. And I mean, I feel like the expectation now for film and television is that any home you film in is supposed to look like uh, upper class, like middle upper class, like very nice. Like whereas I remember my home in the, you know, 80s and it was just like a regular house it wasn't like professionally decorated or you know so I think it's more realistic and I like it yeah that's exactly what this feels like and um 
And so we see a hand open the kitchen drawer and grab for a knife. And this is the part where it's kind of revealed that it's a kid's hand. But I think we don't really quite know that yet. It's no. just it's got like a roughly sleeve, which we come to find out is the clown costume. And they grab this big, huge butcher knife. And Levi, you said that the hand is actually Deborah Hill's hand. Deborah Hill, who's who's one of the writers, which is interesting. And she produced it also. And this whole POV um, sequence was one of the um, first like Steadicam shots. Like the Steadicam was very um, new. Oh, when that's this movie cool. Was made. I didn't know that. So it was pretty um, pretty impressive that they um, did this shot because it was all like very very new and being such a uh, low budget like film they were able to and make con- use of new technology except for yeah. two two cuts in that um, intro i'm not sure how i know there's one for sure when they put the mask on mm-hmm. yeah. okay so maybe one cut even um that's cool yeah so the house already kind of gives you a scary vibe like the really narrow staircase yeah um and then we get up into judith's room and she's his older sister and she's brushing her hair and she doesn't have a top on and sir do you want to tell this story or do you want me to about when we watched this tape as a kid oh yeah so yeah <laughs> so like <clears throat> maggie had i think the vhs of vhs because my dad like was a fan of this movie yeah and so we were like when we turned i think when we turned 13 we were allowed to watch it or maybe 12 i don't know yeah something like that and like my mom talked on the phone with maggie's dad and they came to the conclusion that we could watch the movie except they both remembered the nude scene in the intro and they said like we had to fast forward through the nude scene and then we could start watching and it's not even fully nude it's just boobs yeah and we were girls yeah But I remember being so excited to get to watch this and like half of my notes, which I'll talk about as we go on, are are remembering having no clue what was going on in this movie. <laughs> Maybe that fast forwarding through that one scene really just uh, yeah, ruined messed, you. Messed the plot up. <laughs> um, so yeah, like she gets stabbed. We're still in first person point of view. We're looking through like a Halloween mask now. We're like we see like we don't know that, but we see through these like eye holes. Yeah. And you hear breathing through a mask for the first time, which is cool and then and i mean i think i would have watched this assuming it was some sort of adult killer of course i think that's what you're supposed to assume yeah and then and then the killer walks down through the stairs back out the front door and we see the parents of michael myers who is we find out is actually a six-year-old kid and they pull his his mask off and um like reveal that he is a little kid and this shot's like probably my favorite one from the whole movie oh it's such a good shot it's this like cute little boy no expression on his face holding this huge butcher knife with a little clown costume on and that like the one the dad is like holding his mask and they're like michael mm-hmm. and, it's and then really they just long. zoom out on, like yeah. out on him and it's just like he stands there and nobody says anything yeah it's spooky so i love that he's a clown <laughs> yeah. that's such like, a classic kid halloween costume like <laughs> i definitely was a clown as a kid 70s and 80s yeah, yeah. like my mom <laughs> i'll put this picture online i think i have before but she did my clown makeup one year and it is oh terrifying God. it's like blue eyebrows like that's horrible needless to say my mom was not a makeup artist <laughs> and i did not have a mask um but yeah classic costume so then after this kind of they like linger on this for a while and this is like such an amazing shot and then we're in illinois 1978 right what town in illinois haddonfield um, it's haddonfield again no it said no, something it's else a different one. Oh no it's it, smith's different. grove yeah oh, okay is yeah. where the sanitarium is. oh okay yeah, so we're yeah. going to the sanitarium first right 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 <laughs> okay 
And so this is one of the things I didn't understand as a kid. So if you have watched this movie, you probably don't really understand it. I didn't. Maybe not. Maybe not. There's a gentleman named Loomis. Dr. Loomis. Right. (laughs) Doctor. Yes. He's a doctor. And him and a nurse are going to go to a mental institution. Yes. And like an asylum. Yeah. To like give their two cents on the fact that michael myers is insane and they're gonna like never be let out i think that the nurse is gonna like pick him up like sedate him and take him to like a court hearing or something where they're gonna be like never let this man out oh like he's alive he's completely insane i would have loved to see that hearing if it actually happened (laughs) (laughs) and and loomis is obsessed with being so serious that michael myers can never be let out right he refers to him as it yeah and the nurse goes don't you think we should refer to it as him mm-hmm. and um they're also kind of insensitive um to um people who suffer from mental illness i will yeah, they call it like a i mean it was probably called a sanitarium well yeah and that's fine but what i don't like is how sh- the nurse goes well first of all the nurse is in a really old-fashioned nurse outfit and we'll probably see some quote-unquote sexy nurses out and about tonight when yes, we go out for halloween wearing like similar outfits oh thanks for the refill mm. levi the We're more drunk refills. i get the funnier i get <laughs> um, <laughs> so i don't like how she goes i just don't want to talk to them they're gibberish they go on and on and then loomis is like well michael hasn't talked for 15 years wait he says that, like that. i yeah. still don't even know this this movie is like I guess he doesn't speak and I mean it's revealed later like Loomis talks about how he's like I tried to rehabilitate him for seven for eight or seven years and then the following seven years I just tried to keep him locked up because he's just he's pure evil basically um so he says don't underestimate it and to give him Thorazine before he stands in front of the judge and she's like he'll barely be able to stand up and he's like that's the point um so you really get the feeling this guy's really dangerous right and so they're like driving in the rain having this conversation in a car and then they pull up and there's like people in white gowns wandering around it's raining it's dark all you see is the headlights lighting up these people in white hospital gowns wandering around the yard in the rain so you know there's something wrong and it's like what so then like loomis jumps out of the car and runs up to a phone at a gate and he's like oh drive up to the front gate yeah and then like suddenly um a dude in one of the gowns comes jumps on top of the car and like tries to attack the nurse right he tries to break the window with the hand and yeah. Levi had kind of a cool this was yeah. cool so like he does break it in in the film with his hand yes just smashes in a window right and if you look closely you can see a wrench in the actor's hand which is i cool. wonder if they used like sugar glass or anything on the window so that it was easier to break a sh- a sugar or if glass it was like really a- easy to break yeah so you could do it with a hand i bet it was just old glass window because that car it was an actual like glass window back when windows were made of glass in cars and they could just break it with and a they wrench. wouldn't do that thing where they break in one sheet you know i want that was probably a stunt guy or something because yeah. they wouldn't want to cut someone up so hmm. that's really interesting but yeah you can see the wrench <laughs> yeah. um so i'm like this is where i did get a little confused and was like even though i've seen this movie a million times i said was that michael that stole the car because it, it's weird to see him as a, like a real guy in a hospital gown with a face and hair you know like because mm-hmm. you're so used to just seeing him masked and you hardly ever see him unmasked but then actually you see him unmasked again in this movie which somehow i that's not like stuck in my memory yeah i think part of that is this like remastered version in hd that we saw because like watching it on vhs and dvd and on tv like it's a lot darker in those versions so the face in those scenes wasn't as you basically as just obvious. see the white coat so mm-hmm. yeah i think part of it is just this 
uh, the fact that we're seeing more detail right yeah. yeah we're watching it on like a really hd screen and we're watching like the remastered like digital version or whatever, yeah, like the so. itunes version which is i don't know what they've released it as like whatever l- quality level it yeah is now, i mean so. first time i ever saw it i saw it on vhs for sure on like a tube, tube TV, tv like a square tube tv so it's probably like we reformatted this to fit your screen yeah. and um levi's seen it in the theater though so what was that like what did it look like comparatively um it wasn't like when i saw it in the theater is a 35 millimeter version of it so it wasn't as like bright as like this digital remastered version got it no and i almost think that's better because you're not like wait who is that why am i seeing his face you know more of the mystery is like retained but um they actually played halloween at ArcLight earlier this week and i would have really liked to see it because i've oh, never seen cool. i've never seen it on the big screen before so some one of these years we'll have to go um so like i thought one of the creepiest visuals was all those people in the white gowns and the rain wandering in the night in the yeah. yard yeah i mean not that once again disclaimer people who suffer from mental illness or the symptoms of mental illness are not scary they're just people but like an image of a bunch of people in white gowns walking around in a dark yard in the rain scary as fuck yeah um and levi you said that's lake hollywood yeah the where that was filmed is the lake hollywood reservoir so there wasn't even a sanitarium or a building because it was so dark you couldn't even tell it was just a gate yeah all you could see was a gate with a sign over it that said hospital yeah and if you throughout this podcast hear me ready to strangle the life from something it's my cat who (laughs) is enjoying playing with our strings but uh, our our cords but appropriately so because it's halloween and he is a black cat and he's never caused this much trouble now he's like biting your slippers i think he's just here to make sure that we know he's he's black and it's halloween time get out of here yeah he was chewing on my cables and then i kicked him away now he's chewing on your cable you're gonna get electrocuted get out of here i don't think he'll get electrocuted (laughs) i mean we'll see anyway we'll see (laughs) wouldn't that be a sad end to this podcast we all scream and then it's like over okay but so so he breaks the window and he kind of spooks the nurse and tries to grab her and then she ends up getting out of the other door and then he climbs in the car and then drives away and so it's just loomis and the nurse then and loomis is extremely like perturbed (laughs) (laughs) for sure um so then i think we cut to uh the myers house uh, what do we cut to um, oh it's, it's just it's, Haddonfield we cut to day. Haddonfield for a little bit yeah yeah and um we uh, we see the Myers house and it's really like oh well we see Lori we yeah. meet Lori, introduced to Lori yeah. and her dad um is selling the Myers house and so he gives her a key to go drop off at the house he's a presumably strode realty or whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um so she's what does she say about the house it's like a little bit of intro like oh i don't remember i didn't write anything i don't know it's just that. like go to the myers house like drop these keys off someone's looking at it something like that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so she walks over and she's walking down the street and um is this when he's following her already no it's oh, okay. uh, he, she runs into tommy doyle who she's babysitting mm later and that he asks why she has to go to the Myers house because it's the spook house yeah and then he just says he wants to watch monster movies all night and like eat candy yeah so we find out she's a babysitter yeah which is kind of cool because I mean I know there's movies like night of the babysitter like there's tons of movies about babysitters and I feel like this one doesn't like hit you over the head with the babysitter thing it's just like that's what they're doing but it's not like some sexualized like Mm -hmm. weird like thing yeah i don't know um and i love all these outdoor scenes where she's walking um because it it 
really like embodies the feeling of fall in the midwest and there's a bunch more like the next you know 25 minutes of the movie are people walking around on the streets of of in california (laughs) but uh it feels so halloween like that like sort of electric vibe that you would have when you would get out of school right before you're about to go trick-or-treating like there's this special feeling of halloween that's just like i don't know feels like before you know before a storm's coming or something Yeah, like the air is crisp the leaves are falling the pumpkins are on the porches like yeah you're gonna get all this candy you're gonna dress up that feeling it's amazing and i wonder if they had to put any like prop like leaves they did they had spray painted leaves that they then had to collect and for the next like scene because they only had like so many and oh my god low budget so. that's what i was wondering because that's cool so they would they would put them down and then collect them and then yep. put them down again <laughs> i love it so much because um at one point one blows into Lori's hair and i'm like that's not gonna happen in california like even if some of the leaves change here like they're not gonna be like blowing into your hair right. so that was really cool that's crazy well okay so then so she does take the keys to the house though so she takes the keys and drops them off and now we see though from inside the house that a figure is watching her having just dropped off the keys so we're pretty sure we know who it is so it's it's michael myers Myers. he's back home and now he's an adult who and he is the man who stole the car at the mental institution and after seeing her drop off the keys he now becomes fixated on her this is like we're we're excluding any further knowledge of any other films we're only going to talk about this film right he's fixated on her probably because she came to the door of his childhood home where he murdered his sister yeah and he is also i mean he's been in an in asylum since he was however old six yeah and he was already like a sociopath that murdered his sister mm-hmm. at that age and hasn't spoken in this many so he's obviously very obsessed yeah and um he perhaps she looks similar to Michael's sister. Yeah, and I mean Judith. she is the same, <laughs> about the same age, As about Judith the was. same hair, yeah. about you know all of those sorts of things. So yeah. And um, why does the house look so crappy now? Why did it dilapidate so much in fifteen years? I don't know. Well, I mean, because it probably because it has like a history in the town, and his parents probably moved and. It's just like no one wants to live there. And maybe kids have been breaking into it, vandalizing it. One of the windows was broken, like looks like kid stuff. Because like even inside the house, everything, the paint, everything was like falling off the walls. Like it just doesn't seem like in 15 years a house would go to hell like that. But I guess if there is this local spook effect folklore around it, you could imagine that drifters have been going in there. People have been vandalizing it etc mm-hmm. um yeah we see we see tommy um the kid the babysit kid that laurie babysits um at school and the one thing i did think was weird when i was like literally a 12 year old in indiana watching this was there was an outdoor school oh yeah because so. you'd never have that in the midwest because of winter <laughs> yeah so. and it, which maybe people who live um in warmer climates don't know that that that, that doesn't exist in like an outdoor climates. campus like that for a grade school no you'd be in a building yeah yeah, yeah like yeah it is it's like a campus with like covered walkways in case of rain which we did have campuses in college even in the midwest where you did have to walk in the snow yeah, and yeah. stuff like that but like for kid little kids no, no way it was like a building so yeah. i always thought that was kind of weird and i'm like what kind of school is this you always see them on tv and you'd yeah. be like what is this yeah and so he, the the kid tommy's carrying this huge pumpkin and the kids at school harassing him and saying that the, bullying like, him yeah the boogeyman's gonna get him and yeah so i'm interested in this whole theory around the boogeyman like yeah. i looked it up a little bit and um this theory of the boogeyman has been around forever so i'm gonna read you a little background on it so boogeyman is a common allusion to a mythical creature in many cultures used by adults to frighten children into good behavior 
This monster has no specific appearance and conceptions about it can vary drastically from household to household within the same community. In many cases, he has no set appearance in the mind of an adult or child, but is simply a nonspecific embodiment of terror. Parents may tell their children that if they misbehave, the boogeyman will get them. Boogeyman may target a specific mischief. mischief. <laughs> For instance, a boogeyman that punishes children who suck their thumbs or general misbehavior, depending on what purpose uh, needs serving. In some cases, the boogeyman is a nickname for the devil. Boogeyman tales vary by region. The boogeyman is usually a masculine entity, but can be any gender or simply androgynous. And it's really been around forever. Like there was a painting in this article from the 1790s depicting the boogeyman. So that's crazy. And yeah, like I was thinking, um, at least for our age group, like this, this was not something that people talked about. But I remember there was a show on TV called like the boogeyman that I remember. And I remember this guy with this like white, like alien head and like a black trench coat. I I mean, I remember thinking that like that. Yeah. Yeah, that like someone who is a boogeyman is like someone who has like a who's like sold their soul to the devil or something yeah and then there was a more modern like 2000s era movie called boogeyman yeah that's weird so i just think it's kind of cool because that's one of like the older folklore kind it's of more monsters like scary classic yeah and and for for these kids to be like the boogeyman's coming the boogeyman's coming and like for this kid to truly believe it and then by the end of the movie it's like laurie believes it and this kind of is who we find in michael myers and i love that about this movie mm-hmm. yeah um so then we kind of cut back to loomis and he's still like trying to track michael down and he finds the car where michael stole his like handyman mechanic suit right so so michael after he gets out of the institution clearly has to put on clothes and so he's like yeah because he was in a literal hospital gown (laughs) so you find like a this old truck and it um has like hospital gowns around like laying around it like his hospital gown that's what he's picking up off yeah yeah this stuff is so confusing (laughs) this movie I, i just feel like it doesn't visually it's a smart movie like you really gotta pay attention maybe you gotta watch it more than once to like really get it down um and then he looks inside and there's this like matchbook that says something and rabbit in red yeah what was that about i think it's like a a strip club that's what it sounded like that that person was like out late at night because it was nighttime like doing some shady business so he could have been easily taken advantage of (laughs) probably drunk who knows and um then when like they pan out you see the dead body and i'm like you think loomis would like look around a little bit more for the dead body because he's so like keen on michael myers but (laughs) whatever (laughs) Um, um and then yeah so then so then we come back to the neighborhood walking we cut back to our three leading ladies <laughs> and they're holding their school books walking home from school it's great we've got annie we've got linda and we've got Lori. yep <laughs> and they so Lori is already like spooked after see, wait no she is okay so they go to school so this is confusing because they're <laughs> they're wearing the same clothes and they're acting exactly the same so they're walking to school then we see one really quick scene of her in like an english class yeah and then she sees uh the sanitarium like vehicle, vehicle. Or, yeah and then she is like convinced that this like immediately creeped out by this guy whoever is in the car and then they're walking home like right away and it's like the whole day is supposed to have passed but like really it feels like they're still walking to school so this is again a little bit confusing but by now she is extra spooked and now she like really sees like one of the famous scenes of michael myers standing by that bush oh yeah so they're walking and then they see the car first though right oh yeah and she yells kills kills. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he drives by in his car and one of the girls is like isn't that so-and-so from our high school and she's like no i don't think so yeah levi what are you gonna say 
It was Annie that yelled speed uh, kills, I think. Okay. And then they like decide to mess with this guy in this car because he's like speeding down the road in this weird car. And they're like, hey, mister, speed kills. And then he like stops the car mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, he can't take a joke. And then they keep walking. So presumably then he like parks his car and goes and hides and waits. And yeah, right. we get that iconic scene. And then they go around the bush and he's not, he's not <laughs> he's there. He's not there. They had some uh, pretty good driver's ed classes in that sanitarium, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He totally learned how to drive, um, even though he's never driven a car before, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then, so th- they all. He was also clearly wearing a mask when he stepped out from the bush and in the car. And it's like, is Laurie or anyone noticing he's wearing a mask? Because they're just kind of like Halloween. this guy. Oh, yeah. But they don't even mention it. So a mask wouldn't be that abnormal. That's totally true. But driving a car wearing a mask? (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) weird. It's the 70s. (laughs) I guess they were driving a car smoking weed, too, so. Yeah. Um... And so then they all kind of part. Well, Bob their own was ways drinking beer. They go back yeah, it's absolutely true. Because um, they go to their own houses. Yeah. No. And one thing I noted was like we've got these three main characters that are very different from each other. Like um, Linda is sort of like this doesn't care about school kind of bimbo character like she's like i always forget all my books chemistry math whatever and like because laurie's like oh no i forgot my chemistry book at school and laurie is clearly this kind of introspective smart kind of bookworm and she says guys think i'm too smart i hate that line Uh, guys guys think i'm too smart like (laughs) did this ever happen to anyone like who thinks who is too smart that's fucked up um and then Annie is sort of the bad girl, I would say, like the Rizzo yeah. of the situation. And she's like trying to hook up with her boyfriend, but he got in trouble with his parents. So he's like grounded or something. And she's like, I just got to babysit or hang out with these clowns like her friends. Like she yeah. doesn't even like want to hang out with them. So she's sassy. Um, and then Linda's kind of like an airhead. And then, yeah, but we definitely can tell that um, Lori is our our like deeper character that right. we're going to be following. Yep. And, and we do. We follow her up into her bedroom then after um, they all walk home. And she's, like, kind of stressed out and, like, lays down on her bed for a second, I think. And then, like, tells herself to calm down and then stands up and looks out the window into her backyard at her um, clothing line wires <laughs> like, <laughs> where you would dry your clothes outdoors. Um, and she sees Michael Myers again. Yeah. <laughs> he's there for a second and then he's gone kind of just the same as behind the bush and so she's like super spooked then yeah she's getting real freaked out and Um, then the phone rings and it's um which who who is it is it it's annie is it annie oh yeah and she's like won't won't speak and it's just like an like an empty line and then so uh Lori hangs up and then she calls back again and she's like oh why weren't you talking and she's like my mouth was full and then she, and then and then Lori's like oh i thought this was an obscene phone call and it's I just, so weird who calls someone while they're like eating and like doesn't say anything yeah and, and i also remember though my mom would call um calls like that obscene phone calls and she would always just be she would always be like um uh like someone will call and it's an obscene call if you hear a man heavy breathing just breathing yeah we used to get calls like that like did you ever get like calls on your landline levi i did not i don't think we ever got any i just remember my mom talking about i think we did and we had to you would call the operator and say can you trace that call whoa really yeah wow i mean about that 
Star 67 where it caused... I don't know if that existed yet at that time, but yeah, um, like back in the day, like since there were phone books, a lot of times if they'd see like a woman's name in the phone book, I think maybe because Sarah and I had single moms, so like perverts would like call and just like breathe or like say obscene things and so then you'd be like okay i'm gonna call the operator and be like trace that call it was an obscene caller or whatever (laughs) like that was just a thing from back in the day so you're lucky your dad's name was probably in the phone book yeah i remember my mom had my uncle do our recording like yeah, for a couple you know, years like men on the answer machine yeah. oh my god life <laughs> god um so i really like the scene then where loomis has arrived in haddonfield he's with some graves groundskeeper at the graveyard and they're looking for judith meyer's grave right i don't know why he's looking for judith meyer's grave but i love it <laughs> oh, yeah i never thought to ask why he's doing that like maybe he thinks that's where michael would go like oh, maybe yeah. he thinks he'll be there like i don't know but like it's just kind of cool because the guy's talking about the the groundskeeper's talking about local folklore and he's talking about how there's some a story like this in every town and how sad that girl was so young and i heard in this other town this and that and then they see that there's a grave with headstones stolen and that's um, the, the guy goes uh why did they do it goddamn kids they'll do anything for halloween <laughs> And Loomis goes, he came home. Which is spooky. It is spooky at this Super, point. Isn't that pretty much the tagline for the movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The night he came home. Oh, yeah, it is. Yep. It is. He's got a lot of good one-liners oh, in the movie. He has the best one-liners. I feel like Lori's are kind of stupid where she's talking to herself and she's yeah. like, I thought I didn't believe. I don't even know what she was saying, but it wasn't cool. Um, so then we see Lori and Annie like smoking a joint in, in Annie's car and they're like driving around going to their babysitting gigs. Yep. And then um, and now Annie goes, oh, my dad, because he's the <laughs> local cop or whatever. Sheriff. Sheriff. He's the sheriff. But Someone's always the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how it works. Scream. And then we're with Loomis then in the Myers house um with her dad who's the cop right so he's like established now really quick like i'm gonna be hanging out at the myers house like all night long because this is where like michael's gonna come back to right and when they go in there there's some debate about this there either is a dog that michael ate there either (laughs) is a skunk that michael ate or there is a dog that a skunk ate we don't know okay there's a dead animal <laughs> they walk in and they're like Ugh! and there's like a dead animal do they say it's a dog i don't remember they're like what kind of this guy is this this is not a human or what this kind is of not monster a man. and then he goes could have been a skunk he got hungry says loomis and then, and then the other guy, guy goes could have been, been a skunk, skunk. So, so we don't know. So I think that they're saying like a more uh, you would be more of a monster if you ate a dog than if you ate a skunk. But Levi thinks that they're saying maybe the skunk ate the dog. And I think maybe they're just trying to figure out what kind of animal it is. Like they're like maybe that's a skunk. <laughs> we might have to go back and rewatch this. But who would eat a skunk? That would smell so it bad. It would stink. Gross. Anyway, he's a savage and he eats animals he eats raw, some kind alive. Of raw animals um so yeah then loomis goes into his whole thing where he talks about he spent eight years trying to reach michael seven years trying to keep him locked up what was hiding behind that boy's eyes was simply and purely evil mm-hmm. so then we see that house Lori's babysitting and it's really nice yeah now the rest of the movie we basically are between two houses the house that Lori's babysitting, babysitting and the one annie's Annie. baby and they're across the street from each other yep fun fact levi you want to say what modern show those houses are in 
American Horror Story cult. That's correct. Mm-hmm. So the house that um, Sarah Paulson's character is in is uh, the house that Lori was babysitting in, and the house that who's the guy? Uh, Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner lives in that becomes like the cult headquarters is the house that Annie was babysitting in, yep. which is so cool, and we had no idea. And it's like it's right also over the here. same street from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Genesee, which we're actually sitting on right yep, now, which is where we're film or we're recording at. Scary View comes to you straight from the source you guys yep. <laughs> <laughs> um so we we also see annie babysitting and there's this family dog called lester oh I, and she's yeah. always like lester's freaking out and she's like yelling at the kid she's babysitting what's the little girl's name Lindsay. Lindsay. yeah she's like Lindsay, shut that dog up fun note is kyle richards from uh real housewives of beverly hills and also a bunch of awesome disney movies from the 70s and 80s <laughs> God bless her. Um, she's a cute kid. Um, so I think that dogs, I guess, can kind of, or animals can kind of sense the pure evil of Michael Myers because right, that dog is barking going and going insane. And we know, we can see now in this scene, there's like a scene where he's standing in the outside and the dog is just going crazy barking outside. So basically Michael's just like stalking around. Like he saw Lori. So like he, she's already a target. He saw, um, the little kid what's his name what's the kid's name tommy tommy and i think tommy may have reminded him of his former self you know as a young child and like going back to probably his former school so basically he's extremely triggered after having seen (laughs) tommy and Lori. trigger warning for michael myers (laughs) so he's extremely pissed and he's stalking around all the houses seeing what they're doing and wants to kill them and so he does and so (laughs) or should we just be done and he does the end so he does no so so basically there's this back and forth back and forth between all the different babysitters annoys me that but the long and short of it is that Lori ends up with both the kids at the house she's babysitting and um and uh annie's gonna go try to see her boyfriend right and annie has this whole thing with the laundry room and the laundry house being outside which yeah, i really which love is really annoying and she's wearing like knee socks underwear and like a men's shirt and like wandering or and like yeah. a <laughs> blanket and like wandering around just get generally her weird 70s stuff jo- jolly time popcorn um and so like uh okay okay yeah so she's gonna go see her boyfriend so she drops off the kids over at Lori's, and then we have our first kill scene which is well yeah. I, guess, I mean first proper one yeah we, is, we saw the body of the guy who was killed for his suit but yeah. like that wasn't a real scene of anyone we knew and so yeah so she she just gets into her car to go drive and see um her boyfriend and she notices that the, the windows windshield fogged up. is yeah fogged. which was really cool i didn't when i was a kid or when i was younger and watched this i didn't know what that meant i was like i don't think i ever noticed that before today so that was a really <laughs> cool um detail yeah and then also so she's kind of smart and then she's also smart because he jumps out of the back seat classic the killers in the back seat starts strangling her but then she knows to be honking the horn right she's honking the horn but no one hears because she's in this neighborhood she's in the garage mm-hmm. um she sent the kid across the street so nobody's in the house yeah, like it's halloween people seem to the whole movie the whole movie they're be. like i didn't think she was honking the horn on purpose oh i thought she yeah i think she was at first not at the end when she mm. was like dead hmm. i think so. i don't know i just took it as that and thought she was smart but it may be wrong mm-hmm. um she crosses her eyes when she dies this is so crazy yeah so her, her, her throat gets cut levi th- either her throat gets cut or she gets officially strangled i don't not really know which no i think like i never really noticed it before until this one since it was so like bright and like clear i think that he does like run the knife across her, her across her throat yeah so and there's like red. this sound it's like boom 
and then she crosses her eyes and promptly and then it's like slumps down the car horn yeah um yeah so sorry annie you were cool annie's gone (laughs) and then um and then next we like immediately uh see or we linda and bob yeah, but right, right <laughs> before this, though, Tommy is looking out the window oh. across the street. This is what I mean about this back and forth across the street stuff. Kind of gets annoying. But yeah, it like, does. He sees, the kid sees Michael Myers carrying Annie, Annie's body. Annie's body. And like screams into the house. about it, but can't can't articulate it. it. He can't yeah. articulate. He's just like, all he can say is he saw the boogeyman. Like over and over. And, and he we're said like, it ad nauseum. Okay, Tommy, we get you, but can you be a little more descriptive? And But Lori's not having it. She's like, you guys go sit down and be quiet. <laughs> Do as I say. <laughs> and so, that yeah, then we are with uh, Bob, who is who's Linda's man. Linda and Bob. Lin- yeah, do you want to say something, Levi? No. Oh, I thought you, you, did, you were looking you're at me. You're staring like, at me. Oh, I thought. I, I'm just staring <laughs> at you being a little. It's just Halloween. Um, so I love Linda and Bob. I love their whole interaction. They're like having sex in the bed. And um, Linda has these pigtails. Oh, in. I do have something. Oh, yeah. Say it. I'm surprised you didn't bring this line up. Uh, when Bob says, then you rip my clothes off. Then we rip Lindsay's clothes off. I think I've got it. Lindsay? Wait. Wait, She's the little girl. I know. Bob like, references like having sex with an eight-year-old. <laughs> Bob. Like I thought that you guys you, would surely note that line. I didn't. Thank you for noticing. There's so many women's names that I don't think I recognize that. That's fucked up. So Bob. It was a joke. Well, yeah, but you don't just that, say yeah, that. Bob's a weirdo. So when I was a kid, I had a creep <laughs> vibe, and Levi said he thought Bob was weird too. Maggie said she thought Bob was cool. And well, not no. I thought he was like a nerd because he had those glasses, but I didn't think anything was like wrong with I him. I just thought he was weird because he's obviously not in high school and is so much older than. But maybe that's what it was supposed to be. Linda's going out with some older guy that's out of high oh, school. Oh, maybe. I don't know. We don't really know. It could be his house, even. That's not his house, because that's where Annie's babysitting. Wait, they went to the house where Annie was babysitting to do it. Yeah, because their parents weren't there. Oh, so, so they were having sex in no, like, I Lindsay's thought his parents, parents were in bed. I'm thinking of Paul. Wait, which one's Paul? We never see Paul. No, no we, we don't. But he said Paul. his parents weren't home. Yeah. But like so she Lindsay, said, she you can come. It. So Annie said, Linda, you can come have sex in the house where I'm babysitting. Oh, because yes. I'm leaving to go have yes. sex at Paul's house. Yes. <laughs> okay. Dear God. <laughs> Dear Lord. Okay. So basically. That's what happened. This plot is thick. <laughs> well, no, it's just really. I just thought they were at like Bob's house. I don't no, know. Oh, no. Oh, okay. dear. Well, so, that makes more sense of how he's getting all the bodies into Annie's babysitting house eventually. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So they're having sex and then they're, of course, they promptly like are done having Need a sex beer. and are like, let's smoke them if we got them some yep. cigarettes yep. and let's go get some beers. And so Bob goes down to get the beer and then we have, th- I loved this as a this kid. This kill is so, this is our second main kill. Bob is like choked up against the wall and like has the life sucked oh, out. Oh yeah. Michael him. Myers like picks him up with one hand by his neck and just drags him up the wall and then and we see his crucifies feet, him um, stabs him like off the ground so this is the first time that we see he's really in strong strength yeah and he does his iconic head tilting for the first time like the eye thoughtful look to the side yeah Ooh. oh yeah like a little dog yeah oh weird <laughs> yeah i'm like is he a genius or is he like i think he's like 
I think he's just like a creature of habit and his habit is to be triggered and kill. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Um, I feel like Loomis would agree as well. (laughs) I mean, he hasn't spoken in how many years he's got the vocabulary of an eight year old or whatever. So, okay. So Bob is dead then. Yeah. Bob is stuck to the wall with a knife. Yep. And then, uh, I was going to call him Freddie. Nope. Michael (laughs) grabs a sheet and grabs Bob's glasses and dresses as a ghost with glasses. (laughs) So clearly Michael has like a sense of like a real sense of humor about Well, this. or knows how to trick people. Like he's pretty good at like This is very twisted. And where did he get a sheet downstairs? That's true. You'd think I mean, maybe what's his face took a sheet and wrapped around his waist downstairs maybe. or something. That's true. People I think he might have that in movies. Yeah. No. No, because he was dressed when he was killed. Just so like no. how Annie conveniently found that shirt in the kitchen when maybe. she didn't have any clothes. Yeah, maybe the shirt was by the sheet. <laughs> they got some laundry in the kitchen <laughs> anyway so so linda's like oh bob so like, the glasses over the sheet i love it he looks just like a hilarious ghost yeah and she thinks it's bob like screwing around she's like see she anything says, you like and then she goes can i get your ghost bob <laughs> and she, then she laughs she's filing her, her nails <laughs> at, at her own joke <laughs> and we were just talking about how like what's up with people filing their nails in movies and on tv all the time but from another time like from the 90s from like the 50s through the 90s ladies were always filing their nails like they weren't going to the salon they were just doing it themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and i was saying my grandma always carried a nail file with her hmm. so i think my grandma always i mean she always had them hmm. well so i don't remember now that we're sitting here it could be the the strode <laughs> that i'm drinking or it could <laughs> That um, strode is strong. How, how well, okay. exactly did she die? Then? Okay, so this is amazing. She's got her pigtails. She's got her like open pajama shirt that kind of looks like Nancy's from Nightmare on Elm Street. And he and she's calling. Wait, does she call? She's someone? calling Lori. She calls Lori, and she's just letting Bob stand there like a freak. Yeah. Okay. So she's just like, okay, can I get your ghost, Bob? And then she's like, I'm going to call Lori real quick for God knows what reason. Oh, she calls her on the phone? Yeah. Oh, calls her on the phone. And then Lori's like, Annie, first you're famous chewing, now you're famous moaning or whatever yeah yeah, Yeah. and um while she's on the phone uh michael grabs the phone cord and strangles her with it right which i think would be a fantastic halloween costume would be to be linda with next year cord around her neck okay and then and then a a a couple's costume someone else can be bob the sheet with a sheet with glasses (laughs) so easy they could be holding beers and cigs if they want it's perfect that'd be amazing um so and now oh wait hold on i just have to point out Loomis was still on his his game. All he's done is stand outside the Michael Myers house the entire movie so far. Creeping. We're almost done. We're about ready to wrap. Seriously, we're about ready to wrap. And he's just been like in two places, the cemetery. Like, and he's been he's been on the phone trying to convince people that Michael, Michael Myers is a killer or waiting for him outside his own and house. telling like. <laughs> cemetery workers police officers and no one believes him Everyone. nurses so now we started to wander the streets keep that in the back of your mind before we <laughs> i will i sure will um you know what just kind of got me just now you see linda's boob when she's getting strangled by the cord why didn't my dad fast forward through that part i think that they didn't remember they forgot yeah. well, she shows like bob who is michael her she, boobs and says yeah. like, see anything you, you like, like? Yeah. so why did they <laughs> 
PR. Why did they make us fast forward through the first scene with Judith and then not through the next scene with Linda? I think is it the combination of stabbing and boobs that was like too much? I don't think so. I think it was it was definitely the nudity aspect. They're like stabbing. A okay, nudity. No, but the sex and nudity later on it was more than the beginning. Yes, I think think maybe they they just forgot about it. But like, wouldn't they be there when we were watching? No, they weren't. They like went. (laughs) They went to bed. (laughs) They're like, okay, have fun. I'm gonna fast forward through this one part real quick. Have fun. We're gonna. You know what? Maybe they didn't want us to see. Maybe my dad didn't want us to see a kid killing people because that's disturbing. But he stopped fast forwarding at the reveal. At the boob reveal? No, no, at the the Michael reveal in the clown costume. Oh, well. So we knew it was a kid with a knife, at least. I saw that. <laughs> anyway. It makes no sense. Parents. And now we start to see the ultimate reveal oh, of the movie. This is like the best part of any horror movie ever. Like the best discovering of bodies. And it has been imitated but never replicated so many times yeah. like in so many movies and i this is just like the first time i saw this yeah, i just remember the shock happening like just the most shock and this the like when you're 12 and you're watching a movie and you have like a couple best friends and they're like your world you just like cannot fathom this is like the worst thing that could ever happen to you you know yep and it's like it just keeps going i mean it seemed longer like in in hindsight it seemed longer and now when i watch it it's like oh this is still really bam, good bam but bam yeah yeah so basically there were lights kind of going on and off in the um annie's babysitting house uh which would have been Lindsay's house and um <laughs> our old pal dr loomis who is wandering the streets like uh see walks up and sees the kids no first Lori wait levi what happens here what happens so confusing yeah first Lori decides she's like kids stay in the house like hide whatever go to bed i'm going over to see what's up with annie because she sees the lights going on and off in the house and she's like what's happening over there so she wanders through the dark house calling especially after that phone call and then she gets up into the bedroom where linda and bob had been having sex and she's like bob linda like yeah everyone and um and and Linda is is it Linda or is it Judith Judith or Annie well, I'm sorry the first one An- you see Annie is laid out on the bed so she gets into the bedroom and this is oh the best visual it's like Annie's body spread out with Judith Myers headstone his sister's headstone over her head in the bed yeah and so the headstone that was stolen from the beginning <laughs> and it says like beloved our beloved daughter Ju- Judith Myers so she's like oh and so she's like so, of course so she screams it kind of turns around and like leans against a door and it's a closet door that opens and, and then bob bob comes swinging, swinging down upside down as if he had like his knees over a, like the the clothing rack rod i mean and all we know <laughs> is that michael myers had stolen knives a halloween mask and rope from the hardware store so i mean yeah. i guess this rope was used to tie bob yeah <laughs> and so then she's like really had it so she's crawling along the wall more and she's oh my just God. Like screaming and yeah like, oh holy shit and then the uh, door opens and it's a closet like a higher up clothing closet and linda's in it with her eyes still crossed okay or, no her eyes are newly crossed because annie's eyes are were originally crossed yeah we may have seen her eyes cross when she was dying i don't think so it, w- was it a- i think so because you pointed it out again okay everyone's <laughs> eyes cross when they die yeah. so what was the belief that people's eyes cross when they die 
Is that something that actually happens? Because like you lose. I control. never even noticed it until you guys pointed it out in this. It just seems so weird. It like just I've seen in a this, bunch of movies. I feel like I've seen this movie like tons of times, and I never really noticed <laughs> that. <laughs> the eyes cross. I always think about it. Maybe um, it's the super HD. <laughs> we can see their eyes. No, but obviously they were told like cross your eyes when you're dying. Yeah. I think maybe it was meant to be like more serious. Does anyone know anything scientific about no, that eyes certainly when people's you die? eyes don't cross when you die. I know this to be certain without looking it up. <laughs> okay, because otherwise your eyes could just go any direction. Like they just your whole body relaxes, including your bowels. You don't cross your eyes. <laughs> your bowels, oh no! Yeah, it's, the body. The, speaking of the bodies, didn't look very dead. They looked pretty fresh. I, I mean, it hadn't for, been long, except for um in the cabinet. Um, Linda. Linda looked. I didn't think she looked that she bad. She was like bluish purple. Like oh, I didn't know. I didn't even notice that. I thought she cool. looked like straight up alive. <laughs> so, so then, uh, so Jamie Lee. First of all, I just want to say during the scene is doing an amazing job, yeah, acting like good, terrified and extremely scared. A good young actress. Um, and Levi was saying earlier that she kept thinking she was going to get fired every day. Yeah, in one of the behind the scenes um, clips, Jamie Lee Curtis talked about how she when they first started shooting because it was her first movie that she came home and was. Uh, nervous that she was going to get fired and then John Carpenter called and she was like oh here it is I'm going to get fired and then so in reality he was calling to say that she did a great job wow oh that's hilarious yeah it's crazy she's like doubting herself and she's doing awesome because um, you said she was either like 17 or 19 or something yeah she was really young mm-hmm. I mean she's the only one who actually looks like a high school student yeah yeah um, and the others older. may have been I don't know how old they were but they looked older um, so then you see Michael hovering behind Lori in the background and like, it's just his mask so like creepy. becomes illuminated. It's and one then, of the best like shots. It's so yeah. great. Mm. And and then he he kind of jumps out to stab her but just misses her and catches Scratches her arm her. and then yeah. she falls down the stairs and then she starts running. And so then we have this prolonged run scene where we're back across the street again. She's screaming for neighbors. Nobody wants to help. They probably think it's a prank because it's Halloween. And then she makes it back into the house she's Tommy's originally house. babysitting for. Tommy and um Lindsay's in there too. Lindsay are both there. And so now she's like going to try and protect the kids, which is pretty cool because she tells them to like go upstairs and like hide and all this stuff. Um and uh then we have this final final fight scene with her, which is cool. Yeah, so she kind of um I don't know how it comes to be, but she stabs him in the neck with a knitting needle. Like yeah. he gets back in. He came in a window. Yeah. Cause she's like locking all the doors and securing him. And then she realizes the window's, windows open. open. She's like, Oh crap. Um, so she stabs him with a knitting needle and then as she, like, gr- she grabs his knife. Yeah. And then she's like, Oh, thank God I like killed him. Cause he lays all the way down and doesn't move and acts dead. <laughs> and there's blood. Like you can see blood. I get the feeling that it's like he's dead every time that he has a fatal wound for like a half a second and then is like resurrected. Yeah. I yeah. mean, because, uh, uh, a needle to the neck with that much blood. I mean, I think they're trying to say that they had a major like thing, like the jugular right. or something. And, and he's not, he's completely immobile. And so she's like, okay, I'm safe. You so know, then she runs upstairs to tell the kids like, okay, it's safe. And they're like, they see him then coming up the stairs behind her <laughs> and they all scream. So she shoves them, I think like out on the porch or out somewhere in the curtains or something and jumps in the closet. And, and one of the kids goes, you can't kill the boogeyman. Right. Which is, true (laughs) like the plot of the whole movie basically (laughs) and so then he's trying to get into the closet really 
kind of mucking around with the closet like just like it's one of those slatted closets and he's just banging on it and then he breaks through it and she grabs a wire hanger and untwists it and then she stabs him in the eye with the wire hanger and grabs a knife and stabs him in the stomach Mm -hmm. and then he does the whole the full body flat lay again like the shavasana (laughs) like he's dead again (laughs) corpse pose (laughs) corpse pose and um he he is not dead still and then um he's coming for her and loomis appears as he's finally walked to now to find michael myers loomis has just been walking this town like looking for suspicious behavior basically (laughs) and he finally sees these kids are running out this door screaming and so he goes into the house and is like guns a blazing and shoots him and michael myers pulls another corpse pose he falls out the window right down a two-story like down into the yard and is like laid out dead again we see him dead for the third time and then now he's gone and jamie lee goes was that the boogeyman and he goes as a matter of fact it was yeah (laughs) and then and then um, he's gone and so so yeah we establish him as the boogeyman and then it ends on a mask breathing sound and the like a square shot of the front of the Myers house. But wait, wait, wait. It's not just the Myers house. It like is a montage of the breathing intensifying and all of the locations where you've like seen him like throughout the movie. It goes back and like shows all mm-hmm. those locations and then ends on the Myers house. Wait, where what what locations? What am I, what do I missing? Like the different houses. We, yeah, it shows the different houses. It goes back to that couch shot where the knife is still oh, yeah. there. Like well, it shows all of those like locations. Con- continuity yeah. issue. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I see. Yep. Right. And so my thought was, okay, nobody can kill him. And here's a question for you guys. Why does he wait till Halloween, though? Like, I know the first murder was on Halloween, but if he's this effed up, like if he's that deranged, wouldn't he just be doing it like all the time? Well, this is... The first time that he's really had a chance, right? Because he just got out a day before, had to get his clothes. So it's almost coincidence that he got out on Halloween. Yeah. Or he planned it. Because he, but how would he? But his hearing was when his hearing was. Yeah. Like he wouldn't get to pick when the hearing was. He doesn't talk. But Tommy does say the boogeyman can only come out on Halloween. And then in future movies, that is correct, right? So I guess in this universe, the boogeyman is stuck on Halloween. Now I'm just wanting to go into the sequels and be like, what does he do the other 364 days a year? You know, like, that's crazy. Um, And so this movie is like special for a million different (laughs) reasons because it's been studied a ton. So Levi knows a lot of like trivia facts behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, this movie is also massively important because this is like one of the ones that like the final girl concept was created from. Um, I think she's used as an example. The original scream queen. The original. Yes. (laughs) And so so this is like just does she have like a blood curdling scream in this movie even? not really i don't think she like ever yells <laughs> she screams does she i don't remember and she's wine. great she's like sobbing and yelling like she's really good i yeah. mean i like that she like protects the kids and That's she does cool. the classic like uh running and she's injured and like limping and like you're just like oh my god like it's so tense mm-hmm. but this is one of the first times like well not the first time but like we haven't seen it ad nauseum at this point so no. it's like actually and it really wasn't cool. that bad Mm-mm. well like when this was made like there was no friday the 13th there's no a nightmare on elm street like nope. it's really psycho and then like this like mm-hmm. what about well, like last house on the left for the slasher genre so this was the like the start that? of the slasher genre. this may have been like the first one in the revival i don't know for sure i haven't i don't know um texas sure. chainsaw was before this 
Okay. Oh, Texas. And really? I think so. And then this, I think. And then there, there was like there were like one or two others that I can't think of right now. But and the, there were some foreign films as well. I think right. that kind of like started to like get it going again. But this but was definitely the first biggest. Well, if Texas Chainsaw, then that was the first biggest. But this was the first um, first person point of view slasher. Yeah. Oh, you know, no, there was that other one that was like that Italian film or whatever. Oh. But like it's uh, this was the first like American version of that where, where it was like the babysitter, the We're final girl. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's really it did all of it. A fabulous movie. Um, So Levi, when's the first time you saw Halloween? I think it was like seventh or eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, It was on VHS. Like I was finally allowed to rent it. And like I loved it, and then I went and rented like all of the other ones. Um, the sequels, at yeah. At that time, like all of them through H two O were already out. Oh, H two O was out by the time you saw <laughs> by it. By the time I saw it, and even H two O, like I remember when that came out, my parents were rented it and were watching it, and like with the door closed, and I wasn't allowed to like go in and <laughs> watch funny. it. But I was like, I want to watch it. I want to watch it, and like I was never allowed to. But then I think like in seventh seventh or eighth grade then i was allowed to to watch it and just kind of fell in love with them and then i bought them on vhs and then bought them on dvd bought them on blu-ray mm-hmm. yeah um i think you're a few years younger than me so i think when i saw it i think the other sequels were out but h2o was not yet out so then when h2o did come out i think i was maybe like a freshman in high school or something like that so the year 2000 i was 16 so i was a sophomore in high school h2o was 1998 Oh, wasn't it? Co- oh, weird. 1998. So I was like a freshman in high school or eighth grade. Eighth grade. I remember going to the theater and I saw it in the theater. Yeah. yeah. So my parents must not have been as strict as your parents <laughs> by that time. Halloween Resurrection was the first one I saw in the theater. Hmm. OK, that one was where it was like a reality show mm-hmm. with like. Oh, I don't even and Lori was killed at the beginning. Who was the rapper who was in it? I don't know. Anyway, we might Busta talk. Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. Yes. Okay. So we might talk about this one next year. We'll see. Um, but so it wasn't uh, America's Next Top Model. Yeah, Tyra uh, Banks. Yeah, yeah, she was in it too. Yeah. yeah. Really? They were like yeah. doing a reality they were the show host. in the Myers house in Haddonfield. Like, I, mean, I, I, I haven't seen this. I'm gonna well, have to watch this. Yeah, we'll definitely. We may put it on but, next. <laughs> and before before we end, I, I also want to know Levi. So w- since you know like some trivia and stuff, like what is your favorite like tidbit of information about this movie, like behind the scenes or anything else that you think is like the most interesting or at least that comes to mind? Um. Probably the the mask being just a William Shatner mask that they uh, spray painted and I altered the this. eyes. Like I think that's pretty cool. And it's just like a a testament to like real like independent filmmaking. They had to like work with what they had. Like it wasn't Halloween time when they were like filming, so it was probably hard to find masks. So the mask was of even any sort. So was, like, a, was a rubber Star Trek mask that they painted white. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they spray painted. Yeah. That's funny. I I never knew that as long as I've been seeing this ever. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. And like it now, it's just such a. It's so scary. Like yeah. it's so. It's it works. Such an iconic. Yeah. Iconic. And mask. now they sell that mask, not the William Shatter. And the way they talk about it in the movie, they're like, "You can get that mask at any." Or is that it Scream? Am I thinking of Scream? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, you can get that mask at any Five and Dime that's store. Scream. Whatever. Scream, oh, yeah. getting them confused. Like, cause Scream be borrowing like, from Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Um. So what was your okay i have a question for both of you what was your favorite halloween costume as a kid 
I mean, so I went as um, a clown and then Kermit the Frog and then a witch every <laughs> Kermit single the year. Frog. Except I was the devil one year. I've never. Oh, I've seen the devil pictures. Yeah. So I, 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 <laughs> I have not seen the Kermit the Frog. And then when I turned 12, I refused to dress up. So I was a witch every single year. Pretty much a witch every year besides clown, Kermit and, and devil. Devil. Yeah. <laughs> Levi. Hmm. I don't remember a lot of the costumes. I remember being Captain Hook. Oh, that's cool. Um, I was a clown one year. <laughs> we were all clown. We should like, get we our clown costumes clowns, like, and put them together and put them on uh, social media and our website and stuff. We should do that. I'll ask my mom for the picture. We were all young Michael Myers, basically. <laughs> and I was like the Michael Keaton Batman, like when oh, Batman cool. Returns came out. Like that was probably one of my favorite costumes. That's awesome. Yeah, my family, like my my dad especially, went all out for Halloween. Like, well, yeah, my whole family. Like when I was a kid, I would get like, my mom would like have people like sew costumes for me. Like one year I was Rainbow Bright and someone from her work like sewed the full Rainbow Bright outfit. And That's like cool. my aunt like did my makeup and I had like a yarn wig. It was like a yellow yarn wig. And then um, I was that clown with terrible makeup and I was like a pumpkin and a witch and like all those things. But then when I got to be a little bit older, like 10, 11, um, my dad <laughs> would get really into it and he would take me to like the thrift store. And one year we got like a creepy old wedding dress and I had a fake knife stabbed in my chest That's with blood cool. and I had like vampire teeth and dark <laughs> around my eyes and crazy hair and one year I was a zombie and he we got clothes from Goodwill and he like ran over them with the car so they looked really shredded and like I was just like this crazy zombie so we had a super lot of fun with Halloween and I still to this day Halloween is my favorite holiday I think you guys probably all agree yeah mm-hmm. yep, mine too yeah what is so special about Halloween I mean it's just it, it's it's just the best yeah I don't know it's like people who like it really like it and it's weird because yeah like I start thinking about Halloween probably in like I don't know when I stop feeling like it's winter so like February March April I start feeling like it's almost Halloween Uh, oh my god that early (laughs) yeah yeah. like like, oh Halloween's coming no truly and I not you know not to like just be exaggerated but I'm like start counting down the days for Halloween like in around April every year yeah and it's probably around the same time they put the decorations out in the store (laughs) (laughs) like uh, yeah and just everything about it it's like candy it's 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 a holiday for adults and for children and i mean loving horror it's the time of year where there's horror movies playing everywhere there it's just it's everywhere and it's the haunted houses and halloween horror nights at universal and i think that for me like so the best way to describe it in like a logical way is the idea that since adults play along and it's um a spooky or sort of or not even spooky but magical is like the idea that as a society we collectively suspend reality and allow that for maybe one night kind of anything can happen yes is like both a little scary um and then also a little like as an adult it you st- I still feel that like that maybe Halloween is like kind of in this magical way still real I think it is kind of magical everyone gets to be someone else too yeah. and I mean this is awesome for like queer people and like people who don't get to express themselves on a daily basis like right. you get to be what whoever you want to be look as crazy as you want to be you go out to a bar and people are so nice to you and they and, and strangers you don't normally talk to strangers today and you just talk to them because you love their costume because they're Slimer from Ghostbusters or whatever <laughs> like you know you're just like Slimer you know <laughs> it's just like the time it's like yeah you get to believe in that magic to be someone else 
be a kid again yeah and i mean there are something kind of cool about wearing a mask and having people try to like guess who you are and yeah sarah i know you're really into makeup and you like to paint and like do really really fabulous designs so it's just an awesome time of year and candy i already said candy (laughs) (laughs) um so what are you guys gonna be tonight yeah so so i'm gonna be a skeleton um but i'm doing like a like a pinterest skeleton thing because i just basically wanted to do a cool makeup job so a skeleton costume with a pink wig and then i'm gonna do like a rainbow skeleton face so follow sarah at sarah mick on instagram to see her pictures of her rainbow face skeleton and levi levi i was gonna actually be michael myers but when i went to the store to get the costume the the um, coveralls were like a very large size and it would be super baggy so I decided not to get that so my oh yeah fault. and like one thing I noticed was in this version of Halloween Michael's actually like a slender guy he's just a normal size young slender guy but then you said that in the the sequels it's like a big stunt guy like yeah so I, I was surprised because I think of him as this big looming character, but really he's just like a normal, like little guy. Anyway, yeah, yeah. going. So I wanted to be him again because it, it's been a while. Um, I did have the original mask and stuff a long time ago, but it deteriorated and I wanted to get a new one. Um, but I wonder that, if you could find one of those Shatner masks, like an original and like make it yourself. That'd be really cool. Well, I had like the replica of it like, yeah. that, that they first came out with and it's the one that we used in the Halloween fan film that we did. Oh yeah. We have to ask you about this too. Um, so like I haven't had one in a while, um, and wanted to get one, but didn't get it maybe next year. So I'm just my uh, fallback. I'm Dexter again. (laughs) He's Dexter. (laughs) He has like Dexter's exact outfit and gloves and he's excited to have gloves. So he doesn't have to touch things at the bar tonight. (laughs) Like, like, but not just like a, a replica outfit, the actual brand of shirt, the very shirt pants and gloves. Where are they from? The, 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 the shirt's war. an American Apparel shirt. Um, the gloves, I don't remember the what brand they are, but like I looked it all up online well, to get like the little leather driving. They kind of look like the OJ Simpson gloves. <laughs> it does. They kind of, they basically are. <laughs> I mean, I think but, anytime you're wearing gloves, it's spooky. So even if people don't know you're Dexter, they're gonna be like, that guy's a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. But I looked everything up, so I got the real brand of stuff just because. So he's was... a very authentic Dexter. Yeah. And um, I am gonna be Daenerys Targaryen, the unburnt mother of dragons. Wait, what's the rest? <laughs> I feel. I wish I could do that whole speech. From from the show, I'm gonna be her, and I just got Kal- some Khaleesi, Khaleesi of the wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you get it. Yeah. Um. So let's do our little games really quick. Okay. So Bechdel test. Um. Mm. They talk about babysitting. Yeah, they talk about things other than yeah. This passes. So yeah. Um. And then so fuck Mary Kill. So, um. Ugh. I'm getting sick of fuck Mary Kill. Yeah, we don't <laughs> just throwing it in it. there. I think we should do something different, but we'll think of something different next time, and we'll skip that this time. Okay, I'm getting just tired of it because it's like a little bit difficult to do sometimes in these various mm-hmm. movies. Um, okay, and like rating five stars oh, for yeah. me, five or five. Uh, William Shatner masks. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. five out of five William for me Shatner. because I just think this is just a cla- absolute classic, and it's it's great. Levi? Um, I don't remember what I rated Jaws, but I would rate it <laughs> equal to whatever I rated Jaws. So like four and a half, I think maybe out of five. Okay. Yeah. And I'm trying to think 
as I am hesitant. Maybe for the crossing eyes, I wouldn't give it a total five. Yeah. No, I got to give it a five. I love Halloween. Yeah, I'm going to 4.5. All right. So definitely watch this movie. Yep. Um, So... Thanks for listening to our very special Halloween episode. Um, you can find us online at scaryview.com. You can find us on so- all social media at, at scaryview. Scaryview. Yep. And um, also, just a quick plug, Levi, tell us what you're working on aside from watching horror movies with us. <laughs> we plugged this last time. Just plug it again and also tell us, actually, instead of plugging that, plug the film you made that is a Halloween fan film on YouTube so that oh, people yeah. can go watch it. Well, we can just give them the link. It's like, okay. it's pretty embarrassing. It's it not embarrassing. Made... I watched it and it's great. You watched it? <laughs> With you at your house. Oh, we didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> well, it was great. But oh, I, I think don't think I might have great. seen the beginning of it. Yeah, I showed you guys just the opening, but we can give the link in there. <laughs> we'll give the link, but what's like it called? What did you call it? Halloween Haddonfield Revisited, but okay. we made this in high school and I think, I don't know, it's embarrassing to watch, but it's people comment on it all the time on YouTube <laughs> and like we have over 10,000 views and we just posted it. You just it. put it up because we I just suggested posted it because it. you guys suggested <laughs> it. And that's funny. I think that just well, is a testament to the insane fan base of movies like Halloween yeah. that are out there. I know they love it. And I, I'm just like, cringe like people people want more halloween content i mean like you said when they're filming american horror story in those two houses people are like oh my god another halloween movie you know mm-hmm. and it, it's just like they're so psyched about it and i actually don't think it's that cringe worthy but i understand if i was in it i'd say the same thing but you guys did an amazing job like levi's a filmmaker now and in high school you know he and his friends were huge horror fans just like sarah and i and they made this fan film that was kind of a continuation of halloween too and um was it a continuation of Halloween too? No, it kind of picks up where resurrection. Like it was okay. It, but it he, I, I was impressed everything. by all the different sets you were able to get, like in your small town of Metamora, Illinois, and it's cool that it's Illinois, just like Haddonfield. And um, yeah, I think check it out. And also, he's he works on other great stuff. LeviObery dot com. Yeah. So. Yeah, and we'll and we'll link below for that stuff. Yeah, too. we'll just link everything on our blog so you can see it all. Yeah, and then and so for our next. Uh, podcast we are going to be posting a review thoughts on the new american horror story cult and so yeah. we've just done episode one and i'm thinking we might end up doing the last episode as yeah well. maybe we'll do the finale we did episode one and that way if you're just starting off because it's halloween season and you're getting into it you can kind of hear some of our thoughts that are kind of like around like gender and sexuality and feminism and politics and i mean because they really get into that every single episode but especially in the first first one and then um we'll wrap it up after probably the last and then we have a few more movies in our back pocket um as well we watched it we watched annabelle creation Mm -hmm. um we watched scream so we've we've got some new ones coming up lightning round yeah (laughs) we're gonna have to lightning round those bad boys but if you've seen them and if you haven't go see them and if you've seen them then you'll be ready to go um happy halloween happy halloween and we'll see you guys next time